Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Johnny Jarvis. I'm here to, to share with you podcast. real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings Basically, around the what's working sales well right now that in the sales world. Telling things what like it is because there's absolutely the no point in me telling you don't do this, don't do that, don't do the other, but not giving you advice on what you can do. As always, before we get started, I know this is a bit of a mysterious one. Um, it sounds all, all kind of mystic. mystic. Um, it's designed, obviously, to attract attention. It's a, a headline to encourage people to listen to the podcast um, to find out more. I appreciate, you know, that there is a sense of mystery around it. What it comes down to, um, the crux of it is how you sell versus your competition, what you say and what not to say um, to get your ideal customer prioritizing your solution over the other solutions out there. Markets are busier than ever, particularly the online world where I spend a lot of my time and where a lot of my customers come from. And so it, it's really important to stand out. It's really important to help your customer understand how what sets you apart, why you are different from your competition. But as ever, first of all, a quick update for you. I feel like it's like, oh, it's never ending changes and alterations and updates and all sorts. Um, but basically, from a, a CRM point of view, uh, we moved from clothes.com, um, which to be fair, we were finding rather expensive and with a restricted amount of functionality. Um, we moved to Zoho, um, which is another CRM system, which promises a lot of, of features and integration with um, Zoho Social, which is their, their social stuff. In reality, um, not so much interaction and not so much help. Um, Definitely not helpful from, from pulling people um, through um, and into the CRM system. It doesn't integrate as we would have hoped. Um, from a cost point of view, actually, it all starts adding up. And that's what you'll find with the CRM, these CRM systems. It's a bit like going to Ikea. Um, and it's like, well, how did, you know, a toilet brush and um, a couple of bits of shelving um, come to so much money and it's because you know it's a little bit of seven pound here five pound there 20 pounds then and before you know it you are spending a considerable amount every month on your CRM system so we have moved back to close.com now we have actually set up a different account because the one that I tried to reenact um, reopen and um, reenact reopen um was I'm um, playing up a little bit so um we have a brand new account there it was super super easy to migrate to be honest as soon as I had issues with changing users on it I was like you know what I'm just better off with a clean slate which is I think what you need to do sometimes um in that process I um I was then migrating the information over and um, they use a third party to migrate the um the the customer details over but it was super super useful super good they do like a little sample set and then they go forwards and um once you've approved it and you're happy with it they actually migrate the whole lot so really really good there thoroughly um thoroughly pleased with that um was expecting it to be really painful um we also because we have moved away from zoho there's zero point in using their um social stuff um it didn't have the functionality that we wanted but one of my clients has been using something called content cal and that kind of got my ears pricked basically because this person researches everything in detail if they need to know anything about anything they research it quite into a lot of depth so i know that when this person has looked into this they have done a thorough job and so why not follow then what that person has done um they're enjoying it i went on had a look and it is exactly what we were looking for in that it provides and um, the content um information um you can see it as a, as a calendar so um not just as the um as the um not just 
as as the day view or as the the stream view so that well funnel whatever which channel view sorry channel view um it also gives you um an overall month so you can see what's happening on that you can create trust and you can move it over you can do so much it's amazing so super happy with that um i'm going to put a link um i do have a close link um from historically um when i was using clothes but um i'll also look at um whether or not we've got a link to content cow um or whether there's there's some sort of yeah um link that i've got for that um which is so happy days um thoroughly enjoying that um they're also really good uh, the customer service is based in the uk and they're very responsive and they're able to sort of tweak packages to help you so that's really good um we are currently still making tweaks to the funnel um we want to do um changes to the sales page further improvements to the sales page yes so it continues anybody who thinks that you just create a funnel overnight i would love to see um how you do that um so we're after that improvement of conversions the cost of conversions is still high um we're reviewing areas where we're actually going to lead gen um to get those costs lower um it is prohibitively expensive um on um the usual platforms at this moment in time well one one in particular um it's very expensive at this moment in time and so we are looking at moving um some of our budget to other channels we're still going to have a presence we'll still look to probably retarget on facebook but at the moment um the numbers you're putting an awful lot of pressure on the back end um in order to get those numbers to work um whereas we want it to be a little bit more front and not not positive um but a a little bit more front and um manageable for scaling um, so it makes sense at this stage rather to continue. We are really good with ads. Um, and so the guys that are working on it, um, you know, the, we, we've, we've, they've trained with some of the best in the world. Um, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to think that we've got that much wiggle room there. Um, so we are looking at other areas, um, including YouTube. Um, as you can imagine, I am not delighted by this prospect, but um, we do have the, the skills in-house to be able to support using um, YouTube. And so why not? Why not look at it? We're going to be um, looking at different elements, um, including YouTube, um, and then probably running retargeting on Facebook um, so that we've, we're splitting that budget. There's also talk of doing TikTok. Um, the joys, I have told them, are there's no way, absolutely zero chance they're going to get me wearing some sort of, you know, super hero outfit while standing on my kitchen table um which seems to be what is on a lot of my feed on that but i'm sure there's there's more beyond that and so yeah watch this space on all those things um as ever lots going on we've just done our quarterly plan we've got all those sorted out um really excited to get going with that got the team behind it got some um, posters up in the office um with our targets on for this year um and what rewards we're getting and then also um a nice clean whiteboard with all the targets for the year and the numbers so far so really really excited selling without sleeves has got off to a really great start we have already um we have already surpassed so we've already beaten we've smashed it um the target that we had for january which was quite a realistic target um the thing is is that lots of people have renewed so i've had so many clients who've wanted to extend their time with me and work with me further that that's where that that income has come from um so looking to next month um those that that resources is, is used at least for the next sort of um two to three months um before people would look to to renew again and so um it's looking to the funnel and the new leads 
um, as sources of income for this month. So, you know, as the, the sort of sooner you're aware of that, the quicker that you can get on um, and start developing those leads as necessary. Obviously, you should always be doing that. But, you know, your focus does change. Um, and, and in this case, the investment needs to be made there in those coming through, which are currently colder. Um, I think I've had, um, well, yeah, well over 50% of my income this month has come from um, clients repeat doing repeat purchases. So extending their program sessions, those programs with me um, or buying um, retainer sessions. So that is really exciting. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk around selling off your competition's shortfalls. So basically, the, the sort of old school way of doing it was to be talking around. Um, and when I say old school, it's it's bad practice, okay? It's what people would, would get into the habit of doing. Um, it's what people, in some cases, were encouraged to do um, by um, the more traditional, old-fashioned, you could call it, sales trainers, um, which was to talk around, you know, product X being your competition. Um, it doesn't do what we do in that um, we don't do you know we do this and we do that and we do this so you're selling off the shortfalls you're selling off where the limitations to that product are um you know other phrases are what you'll find is product x um is um doesn't last as long it tends to fall to pieces it's quite a negative i hope even just by listening to those descriptions you've got the idea that it's it's quite a negative approach to have um you're saying what they don't have you're not saying we do have this um you're saying they don't um and it, you know it, it's used to discredit the competition um and you know along with all sorts of other tactics um you know showing where the competition is actually you know, providing false information or false claims. Um, and it's all things that, you know, I remember um, being briefed on this when I started in medical sales and we had a key competitor and we would do all our product um, tests versus that competitor. And, you know, the thing was there was absolutely zero need. And this was the, the point was, yes, we did the tests against this product. Um, and to start with, we were encouraged to talk around this product, but then it was, you know, quickly found that, um we were talking about that product more than um, we were talking about our own. So we were using that repetition of name, which I'll come on to in a minute. Um, and so actually, what, which one, which name are you reinforcing? Which company are you reinforcing? Which product are you reinforcing? Um, I would mention a, as a rule of thumb, I would mention a um, competitor. If you want to talk specifics about a competitor, I would name them once maximum during a call ideally not at all i would say other alternatives out there the alternatives that are out there um, what you're looking at with our product is and that's it you say about what you're looking in our product you say about what the plus point is to your own product and then you say you know that isn't the case with other products out there other competitor products do not provide this same sort of scenario so you're not saying what they what we what the absence is Okay, where the drawback is in your competitor, you're talking about where the the value is, where the USP is in your own products, and then you're allowing those people then to to you know to understand and, and draw their own conclusions. Um, yes, you want to spell things out as much as possible, but repeatedly negatively talking about your competitor is not good because it risks coming on to the risks, it risks you talking about the competitors more than yourself. I remember going into a um, a training session with somebody. So I was going out with them as a, as the trainer and they were going into a customer call and we came out and I was like, how many times did you mention our company's name? And they were like, uh, once at the beginning. And I was like, and how many times did you mention the competitor? And it was all about the competitor's absorption. It was all about the competitor's wear time. And I was like, but actually we could have said, 
the, the illustrations were there. They know their products. They, they can see which product we're comparing ourselves against without even needing to use its name. Okay, and I'm not telling you here to not draw um, comparisons to, but what I'm saying is to draw the attention to your product and make reference to other products as other other products on the market, other options out there, other um, you know providers. I talk around competitors. Um, I have a one competitor that I'm really not very keen on. Um, they are the epitome of what I dislike about sales um, and and the reputation that sales has. Um, and and they're there living it and and still making it exist um it really perplexes me do i mention their name absolutely not um because i don't want to give them that airtime um but there are people out there who you know who are in your market who you don't need to say who they are um it's just it's it's stipulating there are these people okay it's as, it's as much as that um i would rather talk about how i don't sell um, in a way which is sleazy, I encourage people to sell in their own style um, and to, you know, create their own sales toolkit, which is unique to them and their customers. Um, that is not what other people in my market do, um, but I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but do I need to mention them? Absolutely not, not by name. So um, also what you want to be careful of is basing your pitch on other things that you can't control. So, you know, um, in my, um, sorry, did I mention what happened? Oh, yes, the boy. Yes, that's fine. Um, so, you know, another thing is, is going out and, you know, um, you're basing all that information on that person's absorption. For example, back in the day, and when I did medical sales, I did dressings, very unsexy. Um, but dressings, you will be surprised how big dressings can be. I, I yeah, I was shocked. Um, it was a whole new world for me when I entered that area of, of the market. Um, but actually, I really got quite into it. Um I did draw a line at, at things that, yeah, huge wounds. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I remember going to see one patient and actually I, you know, I had bad dreams after that experience. I was not from a medical background. Um, it was very shocking to me. Um, but anyway, back to the main point. Um, if you're basing your pitch on things like the, the other competitors' absorbency, um, your competitors' absorbency, so they're not as absorbent as we are, um, then the thing is, is then that, all they have to do then is hear from the competition that they have changed the level of absorbency. We've improved our level of absorbency. And as far as your argument is concerned, it's been lost. Okay, because you never talked facts and figures and information. So if you'd have equipped your customer with our product can can absorb X amount within X amount of time, um, other products on the market cannot do that. OK, then that what would have to happen for that competitor to then undermine that USP that that's that point that you were making that message that you were using and um, that information that you were providing to encourage that person to purchase your product over an alternative um would need to they'd need to provide that that information they'd need to prove that they were you know the absorbency was at the same level and they were getting those figures a lot of them didn't know absorbency numbers um so they wouldn't have been able to do that they'd have just been like we'd have improved and if you were going ah oh, their absorbency isn't as good and then they go actually we've improved now it's a new version Blown out the water. So, um, base your pitch on things you can control. Okay, and I'll come on to that in a minute. It also seems super negative, yeah? Okay, particularly when I was in medical sales, you were selling into the national health system. People are not skipping to work in that system, particularly not nowadays. And, um, you know, it was that 
you're walking in and you're just going doom and gloom. They don't do this. They don't do that. They don't do the other. Um, talking down competition is like, you know, talking down and talking behind the people's backs. And that person isn't there. And some people find it really, really uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, I'm one of those people. So instead, what do you do? Well, you sell on your own merits. I'm always a big fan of being that ray of sunshine, bringing positivity in. Okay, so if you have confidence in your product, if you are passionate over what you do, then why aren't you letting that show through um, and letting, you know, giving them, equipping them with the information, selling them on your on your own merits so that you're, you're they're in a position where they understand why you're so good. Okay, and then it's down to the competition to prove that they're as good as you. Um, and all they have to do is a lazy sales technique. They don't have to write, ask, don't ask the right questions. And they're not going to tick those boxes for that customer because you've educated them, you've equipped them in your product because you are the specialist in your product or service. And when I say product here, it can be a product or service. I know I talk lots about services. And um, the other thing is to educate customers on the value of what you do. So, okay, you know, using that absorbency example because it's easy and um, that absorbency um that means that it can be used for longer it can be used on um more severe wounds etc etc i don't want to go into too much detail because you might be eating you're then helping them see the value so you're relating that to what their needs are yeah and that's the that's the point is when you get to the part in the sales conversation where you've understood what their needs are you're selling them on your merits you're selling them on your usps on your strengths and you are then able to explain to them why those strengths will result in them getting the outcome thereafter. Okay, if you can help them see that value, you can help them prioritize that value. So, you know, then when your competition is comes in, and I've seen this happen, that they're like, well, so and so says this. So, um, you know, what, what, you know, where, where are you in that area? It, it's very weak. So, if, you know, if somebody comes in and says, oh, you know, they, they've said, oh, well, what's your absorbency? We used to have a dressing which was um, silver. Um, not to talk too much about medical stuff today, um, but we had a silver dressing. We used to talk parts per million, okay, and the release of parts per million from that dressing because it had to be over a certain amount because we had clinical evidence that showed that bacteria is killed with, a diff with different parts per million of silver. Yes, silver does kill bacteria. And so... But don't go drinking it, guys, or I shall turn blue. Um, but you have got, um, you know, this this whole this whole um, the whole silver thing. We made parts per million a really big deal. Okay, so that meant that when our competitors came in, the, the customers were saying these were nurses. These were they weren't talk, used to talking scientifically um, at that level. Um, but they were like, so what? How many parts per million is your dressing got? And then the competition would try and tell them that parts per million didn't matter um, because their parts per million were a lot lower. Um, and they were like, don't give me that. I know this because we'd educated them. We had shown them the value. We'd educated them. We'd, we'd provided them with the information they needed to make an informed decision. And that is, that was the aim. Um, it, that is, then once you've educated somebody, it is very difficult to tell that person that what they've learned is incorrect. Okay. Obviously, if it's not based on facts, if you're totally just, you know, hoodwinking your customers that's a very different story um that's immoral and you shouldn't be doing it um and, and it's ironic you're listening to this podcast but um assuming that it's true um then there's truth there's information to back it up then that person is is convinced they are certain of, of that information that they've obtained and so they are able to call out competitors um and a competitor going actually parts per million don't matter and um, straight away obviously the customer's like yeah you reckon they don't matter because you don't have the data because you don't have the evidence to back up that actually you're any good so there we go. So in order to avoid 
talking about um, people's shortfalls, sell on your own merits, educate your customers to the value of those merits, those value, those USPs, and help them see that value versus the competition. Okay, educate them, provide them with that information so they can make an informed choice. They can ask the competitor for themselves. You will get them prioritizing what your USPs are, and so they because they'll understand the value of them for then them to then question your competition um, when they're coming in and making similar claims or having similar conversations. So that's it for me this week, guys. I hope you have enjoyed that insight. I hope that um, it wasn't too detailed for you on the whole wound care front. Um, I'm taking questions for next week's podcast. So if you do have any burning questions or anything that you would like me to cover, then please do send those in to sarah at sellingwithoutsleaves.com before Sunday evening would be fantastic. So get on emailing me those questions and I will answer. Um, I'll, I'll pick my favourite on this occasion and if I have multiple more, um, I will cover those um, in a further podcast. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Happy selling. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.